you don't have a show. You don't even have a network without me, without my show, with everything going on. So we're going to do things my way. And she takes control. And it's pretty badass. It is. Yeah. That love scene it. in the boardroom. I mm-hmm. love that line. She's at the head of the table. And it's lined with the majority of them are very powerful yeah. men. Mm-hmm. She was like, I can't remember exactly word for word what she said. But we're doing this my, my way, way because America loves me. And therefore, I own America. America, And mouths dropped, hearts stopped. You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Mad Staff with your hosts, Jamie Zerlingo and Nina Granger. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. I'm Jamie. And I'm Nina. And today we have two special guests for uh, this show we're going to talk about. We have Becca Jaquist-Givens. And we have Spencer Schaefer. Yep. So Becca's been on the show before. Um, One of our recruiters, Spencer, is our systems analyst. And fun fact, they are related. Spencer is Becca's son. I literally didn't know that until like (laughs) a month ago. You like didn't even believe me when I told you. Spence told me and I was like, stop lying to me. (laughs) Please stop lying. Because no one knows. No, because Mm -hmm. you don't look old enough to have a that's, a child that's that my favorite it's very you really true. don't you just look so young so you. becca I, yeah is i appreciate just that. <laughs> aging beautifully She's flawless as um as i would say also is one of the actresses on the show we're going to talk about for sure oh, yes. um jennifer aniston uh so the show we're talking about today is one that i have been looking forward to all week super excited to talk about it and i was super excited to watch it this show is called the morning show and it is available on a very new streaming platform, Apple TV+. Plus. So um, the show was released on November 1st of 2019. And Apple TV only has, what, like nine programs right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so still very, very new. Very inexpensive. It's, what, like $5 a month? Yeah, you get like a seven free day trial and then four ninety nine a month. And it's way cheaper than Netflix. So. Right. <laughs> Um, with so many streaming platforms out there, I've, I've even seen like commercials already for like the NBC one that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just like there's got to be they got to find something where you can just bundle these things because mm-hmm. I have right. all these like little charges on my account for all these different streaming platforms. And it's just like just put them all together in right. one. Exactly. That'd be so much easier for me. But well, anyway, something that I really like about Apple TV Plus is that if you are logged into other streaming services, it will like combine them into the mm. one app. So like I just logged on to the app. And it's got Amazon Prime listed in here. It's got some, like, Fox. So it's nice to just go to one app instead of, like, many apps to look for, like, if you're not sure what show you're, like, if you're not sure what platform a show is on, Mm -hmm. then you can just go to one app and search for it, and it'll find it for you. If you, like, hook up, like, everything you watch, like, through Disney Plus and Hulu, all of it can show up in that app so you see what you've been watching. Right. It's pretty cool. It's convenient. I have a Roku TV, and it's the same thing. Like, you can search content, and it will tell you where it's available. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can rent it through, like, I think it's what, Fandango or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, But I just got this 
uh, streaming service just to watch this show. I haven't really looked at anything else that's on there. There's some show with, um, I think it's Octavia Spencer yep. and um, Aaron Paul. That show looks amazing. I, we might have to watch that yeah, one. Yeah, I See what, what the hype is. I want, to, I want that one to be my next one, at least. Hell yeah. Because I love Aaron Paul. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's great. <laughs> Girl, I know. He's great. All right, guys. So the morning show, again, came out November 1st. It was inspired by journalist Brian Delts Seltzer's book, Top of the Morning, Inside the Cutthroat World of Morning TV. If you don't know who he is, which I didn't, um, he's a chief media correspondent for CNN. Oh, and what's the book called? Uh, Top of the Morning, Inside the Cutthroat World of Morning TV. See, I didn't know that. I would like to read that now. I I did see on IMDb and the crew, um, the media guy for CNN was featured, so I didn't know if that was actually accurate. That's pretty cool. Um, so kind of a basic plot of the show. We'll obviously talk about, you know, the big plot points, but the basic premise you get from the trailer is uh, there's just a morning talk show, much like Good Morning America, what have you, called The Morning Show, with hosts Alex Levy, Jennifer Aniston, and Mitch Kessler, Steve Carell. They've been doing the show for about 15 years, and it starts off with a, uh, Mitch being fired for um, sexual misconduct, and it is just kind of... The aftermath of that, um, Alex is in her later years, and so she is suspectful that she's going to be replaced for her age. Her numbers are her dropping her like likability, um, or her ratings, I guess, mm-hmm. are, are dropping. Mm-hmm. And so they bring in this um, this like field reporter, Bradley Jackson. Reese Witherspoon, who they find on a, um, a viral video of her um, questioning uh, coal mine protesters. She comes on the show as the co-host, and uh, some crazy things happen from there. So um, before we get into the plot of the show, I'll give you a couple of the other actors. Again, um, Alex Levy, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Bradley Jackson, um, Corey Ellison, who is um, like a UBA, like the network's executive, is, oh, how do you say his last name? Billy? Billy Crudup. Crudup? Yeah, it's Crudup. Yep. He's pretty great in this. He's so he good. Is. What else is he from? The only thing I know him from is The Watch. That's what I know him from, too. <laughs> he's so good at that. So he's creepy. He's so weird. He's a very weird guy. But he is, and I looked him up. He's been in movies that um, are, remember, like, The Brat Pack. Like mm-hmm. the whole Breakfast at Tiffany's, or not Breakfast at Tiffany's, Breakfast Club, Breakfast excuse Club. me, mm-hmm. and those types of movies. Mm-hmm. He he was in his own genre of, of mm-hmm. actors at that time. So he was in a lot of things that I just missed hmm. and didn't see. So I was looking up, and Nina can probably tell us a little bit more on what he's been in. But he's a great actor, and he's actually one of my favorite characters in this show. He's great in this. He kind of is like just really wanting to not destroy the network but he just really wants to like tip it over upside down and change everything and mix everything up he doesn't really care about the news more so entertainment exactly yeah he kind of takes over like the entertainment he's he's fairly new you kind of get the um get some information in like the very first episode he's only been there for a couple of months so he is just catching wind of all the stuff that's going on in the network he doesn't really know um Mark Duplass, Duplass mm-hmm. is um, he plays Charlie Chip Black, who's the executive producer of the show. He is also great in this as well. And there's a ton of smaller characters. Even a Martin Short plays a little mm-hmm. cameo, which is cool. Not mm-hmm. a ca- not himself, obviously, but he um, is in an episode. So pretty, 
star-studded cast. There are 10 episodes. They're each about an hour long. I got through this show in just about a week, at less than a week, actually. So if you have the time, you can get it done in a, in a weekend or just a couple of days or a week if you want to, you know, more of a slow burn, get through all the 10 episodes. But the show gets really heavy really fast. And it captivated me from the first episode. I don't know about you guys. And something to note about the show is that it came out weekly. Yes. So it right. was, and I don't know if it, by the time I'd gotten Apple TV, there was already five episodes out. So I don't know if they did like a Handmaid's Tale kind of thing where they did like an episode dump or did it start out with one at a time? It started out with two, I think, okay. at a time. Yep. And then you had to wait until each Friday to watch the next one. So right. then that was kind of the anticipation. We couldn't breeze right through it because we caught it just after the first two. Mm-hmm. So we definitely binged those first two. And then every weekend, Spencer and I were like, okay, Watching it together. it's Friday night. <laughs> and uh, we would look forward to it just like any regular network television show. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was already all 10 episodes were up by the time I watched it, so I didn't get that that anticipation. I expect that the same thing will probably happen for the second season, which it has already yeah. been renewed for a second season. Yes. So mm-hmm. we'll have that to look forward to. And I liked having to wait until each Friday instead of having to binge watch it all. I liked the anticipation. We yeah, talked about too. that a little bit in our last episode. Mm-hmm. That what do you prefer? Which I think I prefer to binge. Do you? I think it depends on the show. Something like this, I couldn't wait. You know, like right. what's going to happen next? Because a lot of them end on such like a cliffhanger and you want to mm-hmm. know what happens next. But right. mm-hmm. there is something to say, too, about, you know, getting to wait and just, you know, getting a drink and maybe a snack and turning on the TV and watching the newest episode. And right. there's something fun about that, too. And I tend to we've probably talked about this, but personally, I tend to take things in and um, think about them a little bit more and analyze them mm. a little bit more and maybe real life it a little bit more even though it's just like a a dramatic show based mm-hmm. on i'm sure true events um and so that for me sometimes i actually have to pull away from binging because then i'm just like caught up in it that way Come you up. have time to mull it over yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like sometimes for me depending on the content of what you're binging it's at least again for me maybe not as healthy just to go through them because i again think about them like crazy if i'm mm-hmm. just doing that and that becomes life not That's when you start but, having weird dreams. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. Right. So I do enjoy the just every installment a week type of thing. Well, next season we'll be able to do that. Um, yes. Obviously, spoiler alert ahead, if you have not watched this show, turn this off. Um, or if you don't care, listen along. Um, so, again, there's 10 episodes, each about an hour. They're all pretty packed with with some big moments. So I tried to write down some of the, the bigger moments as they happen. Like I said, the, the show begins with, I think it's Chip just, like, laying in his apartment, getting a phone call at 3.30 in the morning, and that's kind of that time is repeated throughout the show of 3.30 when they get up to get ready for the morning show, and he gets the notification that Mitch has been fired. And the, the studio is kind of in chaos. What do we do? The show's freaking out. Alex finds out, and she is obviously upset. She's like, why am I just finding out about this? Why didn't anyone tell me this happened? This is, you know, my my you know my work husband. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I didn't even know. But you later find out, you know, much like with a lot of these, you know, culture of, of sexual misconduct, of, you know, things being kind of swept under the rug that everyone kind of knew. Mm-hmm. But it's how much did each person know. Right. So um, all of this is going on with Mitch. And meanwhile, um, where is where is Bradley? Like, which part of the country? Is so she's in California. In, 
Was she? I feel like she was in the south because of those coal mines. She, I don't want to say she was too far from her mom's home. Like she was. She was Virginia, right? Yeah. See, yeah. I thought Virginia mm. or West Virginia because of the mining. Okay. Oh, yeah, but yeah. maybe not. Oh, I was thinking of when they went to the wildfires. Yeah, right? that yeah. was on location. So Bradley Jackson, she's a field reporter for some some news station, more of like a conservative-leaning site or uh, show, and she goes to a coal mine protest to to report on it, gets confronted with somebody protesting and just kind of gets in his face, is fact-checking him. She kind of kind of has this big moment. And of course, because it's the 21st century, everyone's filming her and it goes viral. Mm -hmm. And so the morning show catches wind of this and we're like, let's get this girl on the show. Let's talk to her. And Alex is, she's a little skeptical of it because she thinks that she's like, oh, there's no way she didn't know she's being filmed. Come on. She gets her on the show and uh, I love this line and it's in the trailer for the show where Bradley says, you know, people, when they're watching these people tell them about the world, they want them to be honest and there's like this big pause and she's like like you are kind of like right poking her a little bit i felt that tension there oh it was so good and so then um after that alex goes to meet with mitch she like kind of sneaks to his house because of course she's you know she's in the public eye people are you know there are reporters outside of mitch's house people are following pretty much everyone in the show around and so she kind of has to sneak into the back of his house and she confronts him like how could you do this to me? And he's, you know, trying to, you know, cover himself like, you know, this was all consensual and you know me. And uh, then there is, uh, uh, she like leaves and Mitch is like kind of chasing after her and he says that she was being replaced and he knew of this and she doesn't believe him at first, but there's also like, she's like negotiating a new contract, like more pay and, um, she wants to have the control of like co-host approval and they won't give it to her. So they have this like event for her. She's like winning some award, I think. Do we remember what that was? Was that when she's wearing the red pantsuit? Right. Yes. It was- yeah. She's winning an award, but they, she finds out right before she goes on to stage to accept it. Corey that they told had, her. Corey told her that they had paid for her to win that award yep. basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It and- was basically an award, like a, for just the morning show, so they're competitors of who won the most. network television news right. magazine shows. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. And she threatens to quit the show. Corey calls her bluff, like, "No, you're not. You're not going to quit the show." So she makes this super badass move while she goes up to make her speech. <sighs> Corey invites Bradley, and she's like, "Why am I here? I have no business being here." And he has her sit at the table with Alex and with everybody. And Alex is just like... It's a very awkward moment. It is. But she just gets up there and she's like, I am so happy to announce my new co-host, Bradley Jackson. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? So um, one character I forgot to mention, um, Fred, what is his name? Fred Micklin. So he's the president of of the station, of UBA. And... uh, to save face, they can't really like go back on what she said. So she kind of put them in a corner mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, we can fire you. We have all the means to fire you right now for being insubordinate. And Alex is like, nope, we're going to do things my way. 
you don't have a show. You don't even have a network without me, without my show, with everything going on. So we're going to do things my way. And she takes control. And it's pretty badass. It is. Yeah. That love it. scene in the boardroom. I mm-hmm. love that. When she's at the head of the table and it's lined with the majority of them are very powerful yeah. men. Mm-hmm. She was like, I can't remember exactly word for word what she said, but we're doing this my, my way, way because America loves me. And therefore, and I own America. America yep. And mouths dropped, hearts stopped. And um, back to when you guys were talking about um, the very first when Bradley kind of came on the scene. And you had mentioned what she'd said to Jennifer Aniston's character, Alex, about being honest. I loved that rawness. I think that the audience can relate to. Of That was our first inside look at her honesty and her mm-hmm. passion mm-hmm. for because you can't control that you have to compartmentalize when you're in that kind of an industry mm-hmm. i mean we know that so that being said i'm sure tongues had to hold back on certain things and bradley was just like and let's remember she had her own personal things going on at home too that kind of culminated mm-hmm. like a boiling pot and then mm-hmm. it just all came out and that's kind of how she got her cool thing that didn't really have anything to do with inside the show that I thought was cool was that was Jen Aniston and Reese Witherspoon's first time working together since they appeared on Mm -hmm. Friends as sisters, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Old home week, I guess. Uh, A couple things about Bradley that you learn. Her brother is an addict and she's kind of, she has kind of sacrificed her career to help him and put him through rehab and her mom, you don't really know too much about her mom. She seems kind of neurotic, but mm-hmm. you find out that later on her father was an alcoholic, killed a child in a drunk driving incident. So dad is distant, not there anymore. Mom kind of fell apart from there. So Bradley's kind of had to be the, the glue of her family, keep everyone together, um, even if it meant sacrificing her career. And you find out also, like, on I'm pretty sure it's her first day on the show mm. that she had an abortion as a teen, and she just kind of lets it slip out as she's on the show, and I'm everyone's like, everyone freaks out, the like, holy shit. The whole control room is like, what do we do? Do we need to go to break? Like, did that just happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it actually ends up working in their favor. The show ratings skyrocket. Yep. She gets this great following of, like, pro-choice young people who are behind her and are like, I I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you speaking your truth and being who you are. And so they decide to interview one of the um, accusers of Mitch Kessler. And they're knowing that it's, everything's kind of on thin ice, right? Because, you know, the the network is in jeopardy. They don't want them to look bad, but I, I don't really know why they decided to go through with it, why they decided to interview her. Just, was it Bradley's idea originally? Um, it was that scout. I'm sad. It was the, the talent scout's idea, or the scout that went out and got interviews. Her name is Hannah Schoenfeld, Oops, and she went to the person who was going to tell the story and really wanted it really wanted her to tell her story on that network instead of going to another competitor. Right, right. I forgot about that. And I think it was a way, Corey Ellison was definitely for it too, because it was a way of purging, excuse me, goodness, purging out all of the old, you know, for lack of a better word, ickiness from Mitch Kessler and Mm -hmm. letting America know, we fired Mitch, we're holding to this, we still 
you know, stand by our decision. And now we're going to move forward and show you why we fired him a little bit. And so I think okay. it played into that. I don't know if that's a shared opinion. And then, no, I agree. And then what happens next is uh, Bradley goes on with this with this woman and she kind of like pushes her to tell a little bit more than they were mm-hmm. originally planning to tell, like really getting to right. to the dirty details of what Mitch did. And again, the network is like, oh shit like Mm -hmm. now now we are now we're in the spotlight too there's a new york times article that's going to come out they're interviewing all the people on the show and mitch even comes in to the studio and it's everyone's kind of freaked out and he's like speak on my behalf you know me you guys are my family and so everyone kind of covers themselves and they cover him a little bit but some people do speak a little bit of truth like hey we all knew how he was like we Mm -hmm. but maybe didn't know the full truth the article comes out and still makes Mitch look like the bad guy. And he decides, well, I'm going to bring down the entire network. If they're going to, you know, throw me under the bus, I'm going to throw them under too. And this is when we learn kind of the real, the real darker parts of this show and yeah. what really, really went down behind the scenes. Kind of the uncomfortable shift in your seat parts, I, I yeah. called it. Because like you said... Other people were on board with Mitch getting fired. Right. They did not want to get called out for knowing what they knew. And exactly. when Bradley Jackson interviewed that woman, I think one of the questions she asked was, was there anyone else that oh, knew? She did. Mm-hmm. And so right then at that moment, the whole network and everyone working for it was freaking out. Like a screeching halt. Like, mm-hmm. what do we do? And so Mitch knew there were people that knew about him, so he's going to figure out a way to take them down with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to bring everyone down. And he also, um, well, no, Bradley, even after the interview, Alex is, is pretty heated about it as well. And she mm-hmm. comes up to her and she's like, did you know? And Alex is like really offended by that. Like, oh, how dare you think that I had anything to do or that I knew kind of covering herself. Um, and then there's an episode where they go to California to cover the wildfires and kind of a side plot. Alex and her husband have secretly been separated for a while and they're officially we know getting his divorced. Name, actor name, I love him. She, the um, actor's name? Ooh. From Pirates Jack Davenport Caribbean. is his name. So good. <laughs> He's a good actor in this too. I honestly didn't know who he was. <laughs> you remember him? He was Captain Norrington from um, Commodore Norrington from Pirates. I mm, don't hate me all. I've only seen the first one and it was once and it was a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> yeah. He was. Okay I mean, he looked familiar, show. but I never bothered looking it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, so they go to California and Alex kind of has like. She kind of breaks down while they're interviewing this guy who has been saving all of these like strays and um they kind of play it off as oh she's just so emotional about the fires but she's still kind of mad at bradley for you know assuming she you know let all of these things happen and also the divorce and so they kind of have a moment in her trailer where they're you know reconciling um, and then the flashback episode to 2017, this is where mm-hmm. there's even like a, a content warning before the episode. Yep. This is this is pretty, pretty icky to watch. Um, so it goes back to 2017. It's Mitch's 50th birthday. He's obviously still on the show. And they find out about the, um, the Vegas shooting that happened. And so they want uh, Alex and Mitch to go. Another little side story. So in addition to... The accuser, Mitch, had a relationship with one of the producers, Mia, and the things had just ended with them, and he decides to take her off of his team, move her to Alex's, and he wants 
to bring on Hannah, this like junior booker, to come to to Vegas. And of course, it's it's really hard and a very like sobering moment for everybody, and everyone's kind of down. And so Hannah's kind of just out on the on the strip, I th- or there's like a, a like a memorial or something that she's at, and then Mitch meets her there and he makes her laugh and they kind of just have like a nice moment together that ends up going very badly. So he asks her up to his room and the whole time, like, you know, what's going to happen, you know, and unfortunately a lot of us women have been there before where you just, you know what he really wants. Uh And uh, eventually he ends up assaulting her. And uh, she, as soon as she gets back to New York, goes to Fred, names him immediately and Fred, and this is so awful. He's she tried ju- to talk to Mitch first in the hallway. That was yeah, and he like totally he ignored her. her. Completely. That was a cool, not necessarily cool, but a wow point is because he sees her in the hallway, snubs her, literally puts his head down, then looks back up and it's like, "Hi, Hannah," and just keeps walking away mm-hmm. like nothing had ever right. happened. <clears throat> At that point, she was like. I don't. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. She made a beeline. She, you could. I mean, I remember watching, and the subwoofer just pounded with a bass note as it went to a slow mo <laughs> camera, and she's walking and going into the elevator and going to the top floor to talk to the network or HR about it. And I remember still that whole scene. I watch it back all the time now. Oh, it's, it's so cool. It, it's. Oh, and she goes. To, she yeah. She goes to Fred. Tries to. She can't even get it out. She's so emotional. But he know, he knows what she's saying. He doesn't even know her name. He has to ask her like, who, I who, know. Are, "Who are you again?" And then he said, "You know, you've been doing such a great job here. I think you deserve a promotion." Oh my gosh! Um, and mm-hmm. she is trying to, you know, get it out. Like, no, like I don't think you understand. He's like, "Oh no, like we promote people who do a good job." Basically, like, shut up and we'll we'll buy your silence. And that episode just like hurt me. So much. It was, and then the worst part was immediately after all that, you can see on the TV that was when the big break with Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I want to talk about this a little bit later, but Mitch is like, oh, what a, you know, what a skis or whatever it is that he says. Just like, oh, he's like, what an awful guy. Uh And that's just amazing that there are, there are people out there who, who don't associate themselves with like, you know, Harvey Weinstein is a, is a horrible human being, has done horrible, horrible things. Uh And there are so many other people out there who might not be as horrible, but are still pretty gross that are like, oh, I'm not like him. Well, well this, and when he's talking, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, go ahead. When he's talking to um, Martin Short's character, who was like a Harvey Weinstein character, mm-hmm. a movie producer, and he was so gross. I love Martin Short so much. But they made him be this skeezy, nasty, mm-hmm. gross guy who was t- to uh, Mitch Kessler, to Steve Carell's character, bragging almost about mm-hmm. some of his mis demeanors and his very ill-fated attitude and, and, and physical, you know, things that he had done. And I remember being surprised because Mitch was like, I'm not like you. And mm-hmm. he said that. And then we fast forward to the other episodes and we see, dude, garbage is still garbage. Yeah. Doesn't well, matter what What's kind funny of- about it is that, um, and I think that this is true to a lot of people, that Mitch has no idea that what he's doing is like not good Mm -hmm. he just cannot see it from anyone else's perspective like he does not realize that he put hannah in an uncomfortable situation he does not realize that he is on the same level as these other offenders Mm -hmm. because he just doesn't see himself that way no and going off what you said he doesn't think he did anything wrong he thinks that hannah used them hooking up 
to get, to get promoted. Pro- yeah, to get a promotion. He doesn't see that that he was in the wrong. He thinks, I mean, I guess I helped you out, and you're welcome. Even you know, right? Mm-hmm. right. Well, and that goes shocked. back to just the whole Me Too movement in general, and that consent doesn't mean that or taking back your consent or not consenting doesn't mean that you have to fight somebody off of you like no means no and you don't argue about it because you should be able to read a person and like I don't want to do this I she even said like this is not what I expected when I came up here and that should have been a sign like maybe maybe we shouldn't do this Mm -hmm. but saying it's okay it's okay and like kissing her neck and and people might argue I, I don't know any people like this personally but I would venture to guess that people would argue and again it's it's a very warning topic you know I hope I can say this but you know she didn't she didn't say no and scream no she didn't run away she didn't push him away push him off struggle that doesn't matter I mean now we're getting into some deep real life stuff but Mm -hmm. the heart of it I hope hopefully viewers could relate to the fact that she was assaulted Absolutely. And we all know people like that. We all know, unfortunately, we all know somebody like that who who dismissed something like that as, no, that was consensual. We we both wanted this Mm -hmm. when when that wasn't the case at all. It was was abuse of power. It was putting a very vulnerable, I mean, a very vulnerable situation. I mean, she was very upset at what she just had to cover. I mean, a a mass shooting and taking advantage Mm. of that situation and that person who was levels below him i mean just a junior booker and then we find a little bit more later in the in the last couple of episodes and she kind of goes on to talk about how honored she really was to have been chosen to go and to Mm -hmm. be working alongside mitch and to talk to him on a personal basis when they're walking through the town and they're talking about what they had seen together she feels like special that he went out of his way to talk to her. Yeah. She basically got her big break because he recommended her to go on that trip trip because mm-hmm. the head booker was stupid or just didn't respond to his calls. He was he was kind of an ass, but mm-hmm. Right. It's it's pretty unfortunate what ends up happening to to Hannah. So after the flashback we go back to present time. Mitch reeks out Mitch reaches out to Bradley to be interviewed on the show and kind of tell his side of the story. And Bradley is very much a truth teller. She doesn't consider herself on any side of the political spectrum. She just wants to tell the truth. So she's entertaining the idea. She goes to uh Alex's apartment. Um her agent is like, okay. There's going to be all this speculation about your divorce, especially with what happened with Mitch. People are going to think you had an affair. You're going to have to deal with this very delicately. And so she's very vulnerable and emotional and considers Bradley a friend. And she says, hey, why don't you come over? You know, we can talk about it. You know, how we how we kind of want to do this because we're going to have to talk about this on the air. So when she goes over, Bradley brings up the idea that Mitch reached out to her and Alex is upset, one, that she didn't talk to her first or immediately because they have already met. They've already met and talked about this. It wasn't a phone call or an email. It was an in-person meeting. And that's when Mitch kind of also is like not persuading, trying to think of the right word, but just how he's almost like coaxing her like, like just it's it's very gross how he talks to her trying to you know get this interview and mm-hmm. um alex says that to her like he he reached out to you because you are you know new and you're impressionable or whatever it is that she says and so 
all of the while all of this is going on, Chip, the executive producer, is is about to be fired, and there's someone. I think. Oh gosh, what's her name? Is it? Who's the the journalist that's trying to get like the bigger story? You just said her name. Who was it? Oh, Marsha Gay Harden. I mean, Marsha Gay Harden. So she's writing a you know a big story on the network, and Chip kind of comes to her like, "Hey, I I have information about what's really going on here. Who knew?" and um, and she kind of sees through that, like, the, you wouldn't have said anything just now. Like, you have to have a reason. Right. And so Chip and Corey are kind of working together. Corey wants to basically take Fred's place. So they want to throw Fred under the bus, um, rightfully so. But um, they're all trying to work together to get all these higher execs fired. But then before any of this can happen, Chip, Corey, and Bradley are working together to, they want to get Hannah on on the air. And talk about what happened. And but they obviously need her consent first. They don't want to say anything without her approval. And she ends up going to talk to Mitch and Mitch kind of gaslights her and is like, No, you used me. You like how naive do you think you had to be to go up to that room? Like, why do you think people ask people to, you know, do things like that? Like you had to have known what was gonna happen, making her feel guilty and just completely derailing her and she's like you know what fine say whatever you want just don't use my name bradley meets with her and she kind of breaks down and says you don't think i think about this every single day the only reason that i have the job that i do is because of mitch kessler and what happened to me like this has defined my career and they even offer her a job in california again trying to silence her like get her out of here so she doesn't say anything and oh. I think that is a very pivotal, pivotal, excuse me, moment because do you guys remember how Bradley and she were just talking and it was serious and it was yeah. very heart pounding and then it kind of went, it, it, it plateaued, I guess. And then you thought it was done, at least mm-hmm. I did. And then she pushed a little bit more. And that's mm-hmm. when I think Hannah had this almost look on her face like Bradley wasn't even in the room. Like she was just replaying it mm-hmm. and starting to almost just expel what she had gone through. Almost like nobody was there. She and was trying all to act just came out. like very, very tough. And like, I'm a wall. You can't break me down. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Reese or Bradley was about to leave. But she was like, no, you want to know? Keep going. I mean, fine, too. She was just... I'm not, I'm a tough woman. I can do this. I mean, but then you see she leaves and I mean, she, she fell she, apart. She broke down. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, unfortunately, so Chip gets fired. He and Corey and Bradley are trying to work together to sneak Mitch into the studio while Alex is doing some other report and they're going to do the interview then when she doesn't know. And then it breaks that Hannah has killed herself. She's taken her life. She overdoses. And everyone in the studio is is distraught. And um, so they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Bradley feels terribly guilty. She's like, this is our fault. Like, we pushed her. This is on us. Mitch, we're not going to interview you anymore. This is done. And she's like, I'm, I don't even want to be on the show anymore. I'm done. I'm going to walk out. And Alex is like, no, please, you have to stay on with me. Like, please just just stay with me. Let's get through this together. And this is where just the big climax of the last episode comes. Chip goes to Mitch's apartment, starts beating the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And that's when you find out that the whole reason Mitch was fired in the first place was because of Chip. He leaked the information to get him fired. Right. 
And then uh, the new guy who's taking over for Chip, this is really funny, first day on the job, finds out about somebody being, you know, somebody overdosing in the midst of all of this that's going on, he goes up to Alex and Bradley and he's like, I just want to say, yeah, I just yep, want to say like, like 30 seconds from going on the air. Like, not you, even. So professional. Let's, let's do this for Hannah. And oh. she just throws a drink in his face. It's so funny. And she's like, get the F out of my face. Right mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they try to go on and Alex immediately gets emotional. Like she did with the, with the fires. She's kind of walking around <clears> and, and she was in the middle of speaking and has like Bradley, do you want to take it? She literally gets up from her chair and they're Walks live. Around. Are, are, mm-hmm. They're live already, and is walking behind the desk in front of the camera. Up to I the mean, cameraman. Do you know my name or do what's your name? Mm-hmm. How long have you worked here? I don't know you. Yeah. It was and, so uncomfortable. The, oh, the so control uncomfortable. room and her ear is like, can you please sit down? And she's like, nope. Mm-hmm. And then Bradley looks at her and realizes what's happening and says, are we doing this right now? Mm-hmm. Yep, I guess we are. And they're like, we have 30 seconds before they cut us off. <laughs> Let's get this done now. Mm-hmm. And so they basically just tell everyone what happened. They tell the truth about Fred. They tell the truth about Hannah without giving away her name. You know, they, they keep that private. Um, telling the truth about the network, everything that's going on. And Alex confesses, hey, I I didn't know the full scope of things that were going on, but I I knew what Mitch was like. This is my fault too. I'm really sorry to everybody that I hurt and you know let these things mm-hmm. happen to looking the other way because I benefited from it. And you know they're both. It's a it's a very almost like inspiring scene where mm-hmm. you right. know like we need to bring down these these corrupt industries, these corrupt networks and businesses that allow this kind of behavior to happen, and then they get cut off. Oh gosh! And it's in, just like in the middle of a sentence. It's, what was funny was um, they were speaking and it showed. Fred, it cut a scene to Fred. He's like, no, no, no. And he's like, watching it upstairs from his, his office. It, the camera goes to slow mo, and he's running down. Mm-hmm. And they then shut the blinds. He tries to go into the control room. They lock they the door. All lock the, the doors. Door. They close the blinds. He can't get in. The um, love that Corey, girl that locks the door. By the way, mm-hmm. Mia. Yeah, Corey looks in the window and is waving at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Nice try. And then um, another scene I really liked, and they kind of allude that like Chip has kind of been in love with Alex for a long time because he get, he calls her and he leaves her a voicemail. She never gets it um, and says, I did this for you. I knew they were replacing you. And I knew that if Mitch went down, they would have no choice but to keep you. So he didn't, he did the right thing, but for the wrong reason, like Somebody mm-hmm. should have ratted Mitch out anyway, mm-hmm. and he did it more for somebody else rather than for the... Regardless, I thought that was kind of sweet. It but kind he of, had to fall on that sword because he knew that since Mitch worked under him that he was going to get fired. Right, and they like, were ready to do that. They And yes, and he kind of bided his time with hiring Bradley and bringing her on, and mm-hmm. that kind of saved him for a little bit, but ultimately he knew that by ratting Mitch out and getting Mitch fired that that was going to come back on him and he was going to get fired. So Mm -hmm. he fell on that sword for Alex. And I didn't realize, I'm glad you guys said that because I didn't pick, I mean, I knew they were close. Obviously he was her producer, but I didn't pick up on that. And now that you say it, I'm kind of replaying it in my head thinking, I wonder if he had a little thing for her or just felt super, you know, indebted to her or, or what it was because even the scene when she's coming down the escalator and he's, no, she's going up and he's coming down or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. from Fred's And office. he knows that he's and about he knows, to be fired. And he knows she did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kind of throws him under the bus because she wants to get 
Bradley out too. Mm-hmm. Like she has that meeting with Fred. It's all the show. So many like, spins, man. <laughs> the show so just spins. like, oh, I got so much. Mo- I almost like cried in the last episode. I'm just like, oh, it. You almost <laughs> cried in the last episode. I was bawling my eyes out. Well, it's just it's so important. Like the, all of the themes, and I mean, this is all happening right now. Like th- these type of this type of corruption this type of this in this work environment this happens everywhere so it, it felt just very real and very true to mm-hmm. to today's times mm-hmm. and had a great cast to to mm-hmm. tell this story mm-hmm. one thing i don't know if i don't think we, we briefly touched on it was um alex was trying to get bradley fired with mm-hmm. fred's help but like it's gonna go to you you're gonna be able to have co-anchor approval you're mm-hmm. gonna be you're gonna have all that that's what you want mm-hmm. right and then when hannah died and she realized al bradley goes in the dressing room like i'm leaving i was gonna throw you under the bus with me even though especially because you told me that i that you weren't happy that i was gonna interview mitch mm-hmm. and um she was explaining i pushed her because that's what kind of person i am and that got she told Alex that she died basically because of her and that she had a thing with Mitch and Alex wasn't like brainwashed or anything she just really didn't understand like what did what had happened and at that moment you could tell I I know I need you now more than ever mm-hmm. like we, we're gonna take them down together on this thing mm-hmm. like let's yeah. do it and that's the most exciting thing I think about this entire series is that there's all of this background scheming going on yep. that somebody is trying to screw somebody else over all because of what Mitch did so it's interesting the dynamics that how that affected friendships on the show and relationships all because Mitch was doing something super shady and everybody kept their mouth shut about it Mm -hmm. and then somebody who comes along as a truth teller kind of unveils everything and then it affects everyone's relationships with each other well and it's also affecting like relationships with people within the show like the Mm -hmm. weatherman yanko and that pa girl claire and obviously they're wondering did are we doing anything wrong like Mm -hmm. because now because they had more of it they were actually consensual and in love in a a relationship but they thought maybe it was wrong because of what had happened before and claire was best friends with hannah and hannah unfortunately or not even unfortunately but told them that they had been together yeah she went to hr yeah told hr about it and they had a falling out and it was really unfortunate that they couldn't fix it before yeah. Hannah died. I think the second season and we can obviously keep going with with this one but I think when and I was talking about <clears throat> how we were able to see um how honest Bradley was and how uh passionate she was for what she cared about mm-hmm. throughout the theme of the show and this is I think I would love to be on the you know, a fly on the wall on the Today Show for real. Oh my gosh. Um, but I think that you see, and correct me if I'm wrong, so many people on this show are about themselves and you see them. Mm-hmm. They are protecting their ass. Whoever they have to step on, whoever they have to backstab, whoever they have to throw under the bus, it is always and ultimately about them. But you also see the people who are doing things for the right reason and for other people. Like a little twinge of Chip, maybe not for the right reason or whatever, but he was trying. So you see, I think, heart and soul. And then you see, like, you know, people petrified and completely scared out of their mind because, uh-oh, now I'm next. Mm-hmm. And and the reality of, again, 
being in a corporation or a business in today's world, there's a lot of that. There is a lot of I'm only out for myself type of mm-hmm. thing, and you don't realize it until later on. Yeah. Well, and in this industry, you know, what happens to Mitch, that's something that he's never going to be able to come back from. He cannot continue to work as a newscaster, let alone really any in any job, because now he's known for what he did. Um, so being a celebrity and being in the public eye in that situation, like these people are really relying on their reputations because without their good reputation, they are out of a job. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that Mitch is worried about, that he's like, I'm never going to be able to work again after this has happened to me and I need to fix my reputation somehow. And you say that, and I'm sure when we all watched the first episode, we were like, wow, this is just like the Today Show in real <laughs> life when mm-hmm. Matt Lauer got fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's... What was funny is I don't, the show didn't really copy what happened because they were in pre-production and filming before. They did do some rewriting though. They did and they actually had a pause I think that's what I read with keep filming because of what happened with the Today Show and they wanted to incorporate the Me Too movement and get all the facts before they The guy that plays Chip did an uh, interview and said that in his interview and I wish I could find what forum that was on but he had said they were wrapping up and when that happened, and that story dropped. it broke. And then, of course, the Me Too movement on top of that all, they were like, okay, we've got to write this into the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, you watch this show and you think, and right as they get off air, I mean, the producers, control room, everyone's yelling at each other, like, pull together, we have 30 seconds before we go live on the air, and then put on a smile again. And you think... Wow, does that actually happen on Good Morning America or the Today Show? And I'm like, oh, that's, definitely, that's for sure, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, to have that personality, and and there's that there's that scene in like one of the first few episodes, like they're trying to mold uh, Bradley as this like Southern girl, like her outfit is really like like frilly and yeah and they like cut her hair and she like like my mama and she's like i don't know my mom doesn't cook my mom doesn't do these things like like i'm not gonna be this person and so it's it's so refreshing that you know she even though it was an accident she let slip that she had an abortion and all these you know these things that she says it 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 is part of who she is like she's not gonna put on a front and lie to the people like that was again the whole reason she got into this industry was to tell the truth and to be that honest voice when there's so much dishonesty behind you know behind the camera do you think that Corey? i'm asking now polling do you feel like he is in love with her wholesome attitude and her truth telling or do you think there's something there i've wondered that that throughout the theme yeah i think that there's something okay there kind of Mm -hmm. um when she stayed at in his hotel room mm-hmm. and he like mm, had kissed yeah. her forehead i was like what is happening yeah it was very brotherly and i was like uh-oh what's, uh, going, also, on? what's going on and then i don't know yeah a little weird but like he says um chaos is the new cocaine like i think he just likes making a mess he of does. things mm-hmm. he does yep he's laughing every time something's happening mm-hmm. like when he makes me laugh like i look at spencer when we're watching it together in uncomfortable laughter because i mean he just fred was like ripping him apart in this episode like you're nothing you mean nothing you should just you could like, be fired Aw. and yeah he's like oh and he's like ouch just like. <laughs> well and i loved that he essentially set up alex to bring bradley onto the show as her co-anchor he kind of like played all of the pawns in order to set Alex up to be like so annoyed and so angry 
and make the power play of naming Bradley as her co-host, and he's smiling and laughing mm-hmm. when she does it, as mm-hmm. if he set that up knowing that that was going to happen. Yeah. And he it was knows. all part of his plan. Yeah, he knows, like, Brad, he's a little puppeteer. Alex is right. a fan of him, and it goes to the episode of them... Um, Alex is throwing like a charity or benefit thing at her house Mm -hmm. and they end up singing together which was really cool because I didn't know that Jenny Aston could sing but um, they I mean he's like you're gonna like this one and he knows that he's under his her under her skin right now and Mm -hmm. I thought that was a funny moment it was Um, real quick uh, let's talk a little bit about just kind of like the 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 public opinion of this show and then maybe some of the themes so again the show's only been out for about two months um if you look at rotten tomatoes it doesn't have the greatest rating it has about a 63 percent critics are kind of they're calling it more of a vanity show more just hey we have all these big names and you know we're you know touching on all of these relevant topics not much substance is what i'm gathering from reviews but audience reviews shows almost 100% approval people love this show i i really liked it i i found it really captivating and again i've talked about this before if a show doesn't get me from the first episode it's really hard for me to get into it at all right. but this is a show that from the very i mean the first like 15 minutes right. you're just like you're oh in. all right yeah. i'm oh, sure. i am ready yeah right I, away the show starts with mitch getting fired and he punches tv mm-hmm. his wife finds out that he had cheated on her and she takes the kids and leaves and wants yep. a divorce it's Which, very fast paced fun yeah. fact that was miss honey from matilda oh really yeah oh Oh, yeah, now I can mm-hmm. see it. Yep. I remember watching that first episode. I don't even remember what I was doing that day. I watched it. Like, Mom, you're going to have to watch this with me. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was so good. And Spence actually told me about it, too, and that's what mm-hmm. got me hooked. And then I told Jamie about it. Yep, and, and here, here we, we all are. are. Yay! Here we all are. <laughs> um, Thanks, Spence. Not a problem. So as as of the time that this episode comes out, the Golden Globes was about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to talk about this just briefly because the Golden Globes was kind of – Mm, this year it was i I was annoyed it was was a little comfortable so um real quick ricky gervais was the host and he just kind of ripped hollywood a new one said some very albeit true yes things but you know read a room buddy like it was not he said everything i think a lot of people are thinking Mm -hmm. and then he just said him and was like f it i don't care he oh yeah thought like i'm not gonna cross the line i'm gonna bring it with me (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and he kept saying, like, this is my last year. Who gives a crap? I oh, know. yeah. He's so. like, I don't care. It's my last year. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It was and that accent, too. It was, oof. It was. But uh, the morning show was nominated for, I think it was Best uh, Drama and then um, Best Actresses. Nominated yep. for three Golden Globes. Unfortunately, didn't win any of them. But this year was kind of weird with all the, with the so su- Succession? What mm-hmm. is that? It is a show... That's I think what it's on HBO. Winning. It is on HBO. Um, I remember seeing advertisements for it, and I thought it looked really good. But everything I have seen, everything else in the drama TV series category, and I cannot believe. I mean, Succession has to be freaking amazing. I know. Based on what it was up against, it was up against Big Little Lies, The Morning Show, The Crown, and Killing Eve, which were all like great drama mm-hmm. television shows. So I guess I'm gonna have to watch it now. I guess so. But I would find out what the hype is. I was very surprised. I was the categories that they were, or I should say, the nominees they were up against was a little surprising. Like Nina said to me too. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're gonna. I'm gonna pull for those shows. A because I love those actors and actresses. 
B, if I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen some of those other shows, so mm-hmm. I only just had that one resource. And it's time for those girls to get recognized again. Yeah. I, I just And mm-hmm. so then with them not winning and then Brad Pitt mm-hmm. winning, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah, crap. and they like did that like right. pan over oh, to they Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. they well, did. Talking also, about his love life. For actresses in a drama around. TV series, um, Olivia Coleman for The Crown won, which she deserved that, but oh, she was up her. against... I mean, she was up against people that I've seen also. So um, the gal from Killing Eve, Reese, and then Nicole Kidman from Big Little Lies, but then also Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. So mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that I've seen all of those shows, and I, I'm a little surprised that Olivia Coleman won, but she was a, she's a great actress, and she did a great job. Did playing. you guys see her in The Favorite? No. <gasps> mm, she was so good. That movie is it's a ride. It's good, though. And also, she, she definitely deserved that. Oscar. Referring back to our last podcast about the marriage story, um, Laura Dern won. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. she did. Actress, yes, yep. so deserved because she's amazing. She did so good in that. Um, but real quick, um, talking just about the themes, we've already touched on these a little bit, but um, and I'm actually really glad you're here. But not that I wasn't glad that you were here, oh, <laughs> Spencer. Thanks. But just to also, you know have a, a male perspective on some of the themes in in this show like, like you know the me too movement corruption of power patriarchy and silencing women for speaking up and and there were so many different scenes where where you know a woman spoke up about about anything about um even just alex being like this is my show and wanting to have certain certain rights and how her age like why did she have to be you know taken off of the show because she was getting older and why was you know mitch was just as old if not older you know like why was it just her and you know these these themes of of women being silenced or pushed away or not you know being put in power is is so relevant and I feel as unfortunately is always going to be relevant Mm -hmm. but um but it's it was just so cool to kind of see that unfold on screen what do you guys think yeah I I agree with everything you said and it was a cool moment I keep saying cool it wasn't cool it was an interesting (laughs) moment where I remember Alex went to Mitch's place and was like, I know that Bradley wants to interview you and don't really think it's going to happen. And was like, I remember when I woke up in your oh, bed. Yeah. And I mean, I remember, I don't remember exactly how I got there. And you can see it on Mitch's face. Like, I'm screwed. And he's like, you wouldn't dare. Yeah. And she's like, try me. Well, and what's so <laughs> shitty about that is, so we we can all agree that she wasn't telling the truth there, right? Mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. It, she was like, "Hey, I will, I will lie," mm-hmm. and who are they going to believe? Yep. Which is so awful because in these type of situations, people more often than not think that a woman is lying because she wants recognition, she wants fame, she wants money, she wants to, you know, stab that guy in the back for not giving her the role or whatever it is, and that really doesn't happen as often as people think it does, but. In this situation, like that, that kind of made me mad. I was like, "Oh, but, but there are people though that that's happened right. to, you know." That kind and of brought me back to a situation that happened with a season. Sorry, do you remember that? Yeah. a couple of years ago, where yeah. he had went on a like a date with a woman. I don't remember if he had met her on a dating app, maybe, but um, he had tried to initiate something sexual with her, and she, I think she just went through with it. She never. Or she did say no, and he did back off, but she then reported it and, like, made a huge deal out of it to make him look bad and to get publicity out of it, essentially. 
So, and he admitted openly to it that like, yes, I crossed the line, but she said no and I backed off. Um, And so I feel like there is this, this weird fine line when it comes to whether you should, I think it, it makes it hard for, I don't know how I want to talk about this. Um, I know, I, I know. You know what, what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. you want, we always want to believe the person that is the whistleblower, right. but then something like that happens right. and you're like, okay, well, yep. in some situations, how do you know when this person is lying for real? Exactly. Or if they're just trying to get publicity out of it. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to that in the show where <clears throat> it's a, an example of somebody that is willing to lie. Mm-hmm. To just to, you know, throw this point. And she yeah. absolutely could have and gotten away with it. She absolutely, yeah. people right. would unfortunate. Her. It is unfortunate because then it makes people... Who are telling the truth. Who are actually telling the truth. People question that because right. of right. situations like that. It makes it mm-hmm. harder for people to tell their story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why well, so many people don't. And, and a personal thing, too. I was saying at the beginning of the show, taking things home with you. Okay, so two things with, with who I am. I'm, I'm a woman. So I relate to those things. Mm-hmm. And I know people that, and, and we're not going to go any deeper than that, but mm-hmm. that, and I'm a mom of two sons. Mm-hmm. So I have told them both, you guys need to watch in a day and age everything you say. Sadly, not because I don't trust them, because I think they're amazing boys and, and, and young men, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hopefully have, have raised them right and moral. Um, but <clears throat> because there are those exceptions to the rule, mm-hmm. as Nina said, where I'm not going to know in 20 years where they're going to be, in 10 years where they're going to be, as far as the situational things that could or couldn't happen. And I don't ever want, again, as a, mo- a mom of, of men, them have to go through anything because someone falsely accused. And I feel, no. and you're a mom of, of a mm-hmm. boy. And so, you know, it's protecting the truth. You know, and, and getting it out there, but also making sure that you don't mean anything can get you busted now for the smallest Anything little. you say or do, someone has right. a motive to twist, the, and un- twist that. And unfortunately, it's hard to see or tell what people's intentions are yep. or what they started out to be. Mm-hmm. So really, it, it boils down to what did they intend on happening or what did that person try to gain out of it by bringing light to it? And back to the Aziz Ansari thing, I wanted to bring this up real quick. He had a Netflix special not too long ago where he brought that up because I love Aziz Ansari. I think he's he's very funny and he's talented. I've loved pretty much everything he's done. And when I found out about that, and I know people get angry when you say like, oh, it's not about, you know, oh, we lost another, you know, celebrity we liked. You know, it should be more about the person who was hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, I, I did feel that way. Like, oh God, another one. Like, and he's he's had stand up bits where he's said, you know, don't be that creepy guy, don't be that person. And then to hear something like that right. broke my heart. But he he came out about it, and that special was definitely more somber than some of his other ones. It wasn't as you know you know wacky as some of the other ones. And he brought it up and he was like, you know what? I, I dealt with it and I faced it. And I think if more of these people who are accused, whether they did it or not, most of the time they do, but whether they did it or not, just you can't hide from it mm-hmm. because the more you hide from it, the more you're going to look like the bad guy. And the more, if you immediately are just like, well, they're lying. How is that helping you at all? It's not. And so in his situation, 
he came forward. He was like, you know what? I was being a bad date. That wasn't right. That was wrong. And I think he's, I think his, he's recovered fairly well. Meanwhile, people like Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. Who, and Kevin Spacey is just a whole different ballgame. But Louis C.K., who did very uncomfortable things and made people, you know, took his position of power, like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And, I'm, you know, like, wh- what would you do in a situation like that? Like, if you're unfamiliar with the Louis C.K. story of him basically doing, I'll just very uncomfortable things in front of people. And... I mean, what would you do in a situation like that? Like, hey, this is a guy with a lot of power and a lot of uh, persuasion, I guess, to, you know, young comics who don't really have a name for themselves. And then after all of that came out about him, like he was ostracized and then he comes back into the comedy scene, never apologized Mm -hmm. for it, never, and then said some really just bad jokes about like the Parkland student kids that were a part of that shooting just went about it in the completely opposite mm-hmm. wrong way. Nina was saying something about how, you know, we feel like we know these people and we're heartbroken when we find out that we don't and they're shitty people and it sucks. But ultimately I don't want people to think like there's so many people out there that are like, Oh, there's this culture of, you know, just accusing someone and then you're blacklisted for life you got to think it from the opposite side of the spectrum too. Like these actresses like um, um, Mira Sorvino, who like never really acted after she uh, rejected Harvey Weinstein. Like he blacklisted her and she's Mm -hmm. not in movies anymore. You got to think of it from that perspective too, that there, this, this, this power struggle and this, you know, just don't be a shitty person. I guess yeah. I don't really know how else to, to say it. And if you are called out for being shitty, if you're really not being shitty, then just you got to come forward and mm-hmm. be like, hey, listen to my side of the story, mm-hmm. but don't attack and, the other person because that's not going to help you. And that's what I feel about Kevin Spacey, too, is that was it just he just dug himself a grave by denying, denying, denying. Mm-hmm. And it just made it worse when the truth really did come out from all of these people and you're like okay not only are you like a a sexual assaulter you also just lied about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to try and save your own ass when really you just suck well i think agree with i mean i don't think i agree with you i absolutely agree with you when you said jamie about just talk about it like even if you didn't, it's not comfortable. I'm never going to say it's a comfortable conversation. Mm-mm. But let's lay it out on the table and let's get the truth. Own up to what you've done. Right. And if you didn't do it, then you have nothing then, to hide. Absolutely right. Yep. Well, kind of going back to Louis C.K. too, which this is like super off topic, but I don't know. Um, my my little cube mate, Corey, um, just saw yes, Louis C.K. Yes. here in Omaha um, on Sunday. And he said it was one of the funniest shows he'd ever seen. But he said that Louis C.K. came out right away and was like, okay, you guys know this weird thing about me, but everyone else in Hollywood and everyone else in the world has their weird things, and we just don't know that about each other. But mine just happened to come out on TV or into the news. But I don't, I mean, it kind of makes you think of what else other people are doing. What else is out there that we don't know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at least he did own up to it in in his stand-up, but he kind of put this spin on it like, Oh, I'm still a normal person. Right. And I feel like then making a joke of, you know, there's more other people out there that, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he knows of somebody that did something kind of like the show that we're talking about. How much do you really know? You know, something's not right, but you don't really know all the details. Uh Yes. 
There's a lot of weirdos out there. True that. And I guess just the main thing is uh, don't be an asshole. Yes. D-B-A-A. Right? D-B-A-A. Don't be an asshole. And watch the morning show. Yes, if you haven't already. If you've made it this far, you pretty much know everything that happens, but you should still watch it anyway. Uh, Let's get into our official reviews, guys. We go on a five-star scale. Um, I'll go first. I think I'm going to give this four out of five. I'd say it's an almost perfect show. Like the drama is great. The acting is superb. Everyone does a great job. The storytelling, I mean, it's very easy to follow and it's captivating and interesting. I would say I just wouldn't give it five just because there were some subplots that didn't really add anything to the story, kind of took away from the main story. Um, And at times I would agree that maybe it focused more on being a vanity project rather than being a real hard-hitting drama at times but overall i think it it really did it hit the mark almost you know right on the dot for me i'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the following season um it's true that it has been confirmed a second Uh season i'm uh excited for that and i'm excited to see more from i love seeing jennifer aniston in a dramatic role same with reese witherspoon i think they're both great i love seeing steve carell in a serious role that's yes i agree so good Unfortunately for me, though, I couldn't not see Michael Scott at some times. <laughs> I mean, it's just I've watched The Office so many times, and it's really funny. I'll just say this real quick. I watched the trailer a couple times after watching the show, and two different things. One, him smashing the TV just reminded me of the dinner party episode yep. with the Dundee Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And everyone in the comments was saying the same thing. And also, they play Goodbye Stranger, and I just thought of Goodbye Toby the entire time. Oh my time. gosh, that's so like, funny! It was that's really, hilarious. it was really hard for me to disconnect from Michael Scott. Not the same person, not Such the an same character. Role. I know he's more, he's so much more than Michael Scott. I know, but he did also do a great job. Love him in a serious role. Excited to see more. So, yep, four out of five. Um, I actually will do a five out of five just okay. because. I mean, I was looking forward to it each Friday, and I mean, I would always tell my mom after I watched the episode, I'm like, Mom, I mean, this episode was like, wow. And she's like, you just said that about the last week. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that one was too, but this one is even more. And so it was the next week as well. I just thought the writing was done. I loved how Jen and Reese both were executive producers for this show. Um, I just, it was like my favorite show to watch. I just thought it was really well done. I didn't have like a single complaint about it. I just was always looking forward to the next Friday for it. So I'm super, super excited for season two. And yeah, I'm I'm actually going to do five out of five. All right. I think I would maybe go four and a half out of five. I actually don't really know why. Um, I don't have any complaints really about the show. I did love it. It was one of my probably one of my favorite shows that I have watched in the last year. Um, I think that it was a little slow to start. I think that's probably my only complaint was that there were some big plot points um, starting in the beginning, but it was kind of one plot point here, one plot point there, whereas towards the end of the season, things were like full speed ahead. All of the things were happening. Everyone was trying to stab each other in the back. It was just like super intense. So comparatively, the end of the season compared to the beginning of this season I just felt that it was a lot more exciting and I was looking forward to more episodes towards the end of the season um so four out of five but I really liked it I loved everything that they touched on um really bringing up all the uncomfortable topics that are happening in life and specifically today especially following everything that happened with Matt Lauer 
I love that they had the locking door switch mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Mitch's dressing room. They kind of touched on that was a little, little uncomfortable, little, ma- little oh, shout out yeah. there. That was really awkward, but um, I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, I liked that they talked about Bradley's abortion and how that was like taboo for them to talk about, but really it was just somebody talking about her real life and how important it is to hear real life topics from real life people and not from these fake news reporters that are like, like, good morning, everyone. The California wildfires are killing everybody. Like, you know, a talking head. Yes. You you want to know that these people actually care about these topics and that they are real people reporting the news and that it's just as hard for them to like when Jennifer Aniston breaks down when they're in the California wildfire um, situation that like that wasn't necessarily what was like she tried to play it off that that was what was really bothering her but mm-hmm. it was nice to see her on air like having a real person moment and feeling emotions versus her just reading off of a teleprompter so mm-hmm. um, there was just a lot of really good things that I liked about the show and I am looking forward to season two also I uh, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna mirror Nina's rating and give it uh, four and a half out of five um, and again, I'm not completely, the only reason I hesitate to do a full five, I don't really, I'm not really like that with anything in my personality. It's not always just a hundred percent. Um, so that, but also I want to see more. I want to see more grit. Um, something that sounds maybe a little silly that I loved from the show, um, is it goes back to, and I'm going to date myself here, but 1996 end of 95 is when I started watching morning television and my show was the did hey show so I remember Jane Polly and Bryant Gumbel and Katie Couric and Willard Scott was the weather guy it wasn't out well he did come in Matt Lauer was the news desk guy super young had full head of hair at that time <laughs> um I had a little crush on him and like I always thought he was cute um, and he reminded me a lot of one of my brothers, which I, I personality and stuff too. And of course, after everything happened, I was like, ah, my brother's not like that. Um, but I loved the behind the scenes that you were, I was curious about. So that's part of the show that I love is showing the production room. And, and I would like to see more of it because mm-hmm. I am very curious and I hope it doesn't make my sounds myself sound like a psycho if Savannah Guthrie is listening I'm really not weird um but I I want to know what's happening off when those kind of things are happening the Mm -hmm. whole crew Valerie Bertinelli is part of this um part of this show and they just barely show her she's in the production room she's got the white curly hair older gal and it was weird to see her because she used to be a big name at one point in time too um but what they all do when the cameras stop or what they all are in their ear saying I, I just like that side of it because it's the behind the scenes and mm-hmm. it lets you in just a little peek of what's going on and I would like to know more of course what's going on in real life television with that but I want to know now who this is touching above Fred Micklin so where else are these facets of evil mm-hmm. and wrong where how far are they stretching because it's going to go to the top of whatever. I also would like to see more from Marsha Gay Harden. She's the New York Times reporter. Mm-hmm. She's got a big role. She's a big voice. She's a big actress as far as other roles that she's played. I love that they bring her in. She's really together. She's really sinister. She kind of knows what's going on without saying too much. Mm-hmm. So those are things I want to see more push for. Um, I will agree with you as far as the vanity thing, too. I just am... I have... 
<clears throat> little fingers of vein in myself, I'm sure, and that's what gets me to watch it every week as far as that goes. But it's it's a it's an all around really good show. It's very interesting if you like the actors or actresses at all. That's reason enough. But the content is very real, and I will say I appreciate um, Apple TV Plus putting out the disclaimers and the disclosures mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. because Absolutely. not only does it deal with um, sexual misconduct and harassment and things that the other side is going through as far as a victim, but it deals with depression, and that's a real thing too. And so mm-hmm. when it when I mean when Spencer said, "Mom." buckle down this is going to be a hard one to watch and they gave that disclosure I was like what's why 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 and then I start watching and I mean I was doing the (laughs) crying like you know sobbing through the whole thing because you're just ready for it and you we all again like Jamie said we know people that have gone through that too so Mm -hmm. I can put in a plug just if you are going through something you know that also absolutely and it really identifies um like self-blaming on the victim's behalf and how that is so hard for people to deal with really because I sometimes it's hard to think about like how could you even blame yourself for that situation but then when it's happening to her and she's being interrogated about it and Mitch puts it back onto I'm talking about Hannah here Mm -hmm. um Mitch puts it back onto her and saying how could you not know that that was going to happen when you came up to my hotel room I can see how Hannah started kind of putting that back onto herself and feeling like, look at this big storm that I've created and how it's affected everyone at the network and how it's affected my life and how I ended up actually benefiting from it. And is that actually because I'm a real good, I'm good at my job or is it because of Mm -hmm. what happened to me? And she felt that guilt. And so it was good. It was a good way to highlight how people unfortunately can put those things back onto themselves and how that affects them. Absolutely. Well, hey guys, thank you for joining us for thank this you. one. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. This was the morning show again, available on Apple TV plus. If you are not a subscriber, maybe you should just for the show alone. There's a couple other shows and movies on there. Maybe we'll have to give one of those a look, but uh, Nina and I will be back next week with a documentary. So get ready for that one. And as always guys, if you have any suggestions, recommendations of shows or movies we should watch, please let us know and we will look into it. Um, And as always, keep streaming. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming.